if people don't like what you're saying, they'll leave. If they're not interested in what you're selling, they'll leave. And that's okay. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Let's be honest today, all of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R... G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show Dave Rodenbaugh. Dave comes up comes to us from recapture.io. I love the .io domain name because we also have one because the .com was super expensive. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave is the founder of recapture.io. They're an email marketing and abandoned cart recovery service for Shopify, Magento, and WooCommerce. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chase. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate uh, you inviting me on. This is exciting. I know we're gonna we're gonna get into the weeds with email marketing and abandoned cart recovery today. So I'm super stoked. Um, so before we get into that, though, uh, let's talk about your journey and kind of how you ended up here. Uh, seems like you've been in email marketing since 2012. I have been doing email marketing for a while now. Um, Interestingly, I didn't start out in e-commerce. So I had a couple of WordPress plugins and I've been going to a variety of uh, small business entrepreneur conferences. I don't know if you're familiar with MicroConf at all. I actually am. Yeah. So I've been a regular attendee since the very first one. I was very fortunate to, to hear about it early. And one of the things that they started talking about before, you know, email marketing kind of got big in SaaS was uh, just how can you promote your business better and do a better job at staying in touch with your customers. And that was, you know, pretty much the, the intro into email marketing. So I used the techniques that I learned there, which were certainly not new or not novel. If you were in e-commerce, email marketing has been around for ages, right? And you know, I got a lot of experience in there and I found that it was super effective and you know, learned a lot from a lot of other people that had been doing it a lot longer. Uh, and then about 2016, I ended up buying Recapture from the previous founders who had decided that they didn't want to run it anymore. They also had their own e-commerce businesses, including things like outdoor furniture and a um, hand-carved or laser-carved iPhone cases and things like that. The two businesses, one was, you know, spent taking up all their time and one of them was making a ton more money. And so it makes a lot of sense to go with the one that's making a lot more money and taking a lot less time. So they wanted to sell the business. And that way, you know, I was able to 
jump into e-commerce, a space that I've been looking to get, get into for a while and take my email marketing skills to a whole new level with a group of people that are all doing email all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it, it's, I, it's funny how like you'll learn about a certain subject matter and it not be in like your field, but like everything relates so easily when it's just business and marketing, like all of the things relate. It's just like how you apply them to your specific field. Yep. Yep. So let's uh, let's kind of get into uh, you know some tips for our audience here. So we got small, medium sized businesses out there. Most of them doing e commerce on Shopify, I guess. You know, I bet you we have a few on other platforms, but. Um, we know that your app works on all of them, so we can kind of paint with a broad brush here. Um, so, what would you say are some of uh, the mistakes that most people are making with their their store's emails? Well, you know, in the four some odd years that I've been working on the Recapture platform, I found that there are definitely several things that people seem to be really hesitant to do. Um, one of them is that nobody wants to spend a ton of time on their emails and really get personal. One of the things that I, that we have at recapture is we have default content. So you sign up for our service and we'll just give you a bunch of pre-generated emails with some reasonable best practices. But as you know, any store can use those emails. So they're kind of written in a very generic sort of way, which is great to get started. But the stuff that really works well is the stuff that's deeply personal, the stuff that really connects with the audience, the stuff that really talks to the the end customer and what they're struggling with and what they really want out of this and maybe you know having specific jokes or humor or quotes that you know let them know that you know what they're really looking for and so that i i would say that's like the number one mistake that people are making is that they're not really spending time either to get to know their audience or take that knowledge and turn around and make your email super personal yeah because there's tons of brands out there like if you look at other uh really well-known brands in the dtc space like chubbies like their email sequence is completely on point. These folks really know what they're talking about and they, they really connect with you. You know, they talk about, you know, it's very much a journey about buying something as simple and as plain as shorts. Right. But, that personalization is very much lacking on a lot of newer or younger or less experienced stores, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, taking the time to produce the content is what will elevate your brand because it comes back to every interaction a customer has with your web store, be it the actual experience on your site or kind of the touch points through email marketing, even SMS marketing these days, you know, all those other channels. It's gotta be on brand, and if it's not quality, it's gonna like deter from the brand, and then also make people like, well, if this isn't like, you know, if this is broken or or, or ugly or like it doesn't make any sense, like what else about this product doesn't make sense, and then you're gonna lose customers. Right, right, and e even more than that, if you haven't made a connection in an email or a text message. And they're just sort of like, I don't really care about you anymore. Then you've already lost them as well, right? I mean, you that that connection makes a huge difference in trying to to generate more sales and having somebody retain loyalty to your store. Yeah. Um. And I think you know, there's 
there's probably a perception that, you know, you said that creating that content is a big deal, but I think everybody thinks that creating this personalized content takes a ton of time. It doesn't. I've got seven questions that I'll ask somebody. And those seven questions are, you know, pretty straightforward. Like what kind of a demographic are you trying to target here? How much do you really know about your customers? What do they really hope to get out of your product? What makes your product unique? You know, are there specific questions that they ask all the time that, you know, when they're trying to buy your product, that they're always going to have those questions, or there's at least a set of those questions that they might ask. If you can kind of engage with people with that level of information in emails, I can probably generate a three email sequence in about half an hour's time from those seven questions. It's not like days and days of work, or you have to hire an expert to do this. It's really just some basic empathy and understanding of your audience. Yeah, and it's also just and it's an extension of your voice and your brand and you know, I think a lot of e-commerce brands are starting to do this the right way and kind of the messaging is coming from the founder or from just like a real human entity at the business. Uh so speaking in like a real don't speak like a robot, speak like a human. You're talking to humans. Right, right. And one of the things that I suggest in the emails to make you sound more human and also connect with your audience is just use humor because the generic templates that we have sound, you know, a little robotic, not terribly so, but if you crack a joke or, you know, you're talking with an inside joke about something that your customer would know about, that already creates a a human connection between you and them. So there's a lot of easy ways to do that. It really doesn't require hours and hours of work. Yeah. I just think using default content is lazy and it's going to not help as much as just taking the time to do it right. And just, you know, like you said, it doesn't take forever. It takes a little bit of effort. Just do it because it's going to pay dividends in the long run. Right. Yeah. So, but that's a big mistake. You know, people just use the default content, set it and forget it. And if you're just getting started out, yeah, maybe that's fine. But if you're making over a couple grand a month in sales, uh, you're leaving stuff on the table, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's insane to me. Like We'll come into projects all the time with clients and they're like, Oh, yeah, we're not like really seeing the results from this specific tool. And then like you go look at it and it's like all they did was press install. They didn't do anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tools are useful if you know how to use them and you got to... That's the thing. You have to use them. You can't just buy a hammer and expect a house to be built. Right. Right. Yeah. That doesn't work. (laughs) Awesome. This episode is brought to you by Klaviyo. Klaviyo knows modern e-commerce is moving fast. Between email, mobile, and web, it can be hard to keep up with consumers and personalize their experience with your brand. Think of Klaviyo as a central command center for all your digital marketing needs. With email marketing, dynamic website content, social retargeting, SMS automation, and more, you'll take back control of the customer experience and own your business growth. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 brands like Casemate, Kapari, and Linen. Ready to find out how Klaviyo can help your business grow? Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a demo. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. So let's let's talk about like a specific thing that everyone I think that's listening here can can use and let's talk about abandoned cart emails. I feel like that's a easy place that you can kind of offer some insights and value to the listeners so they can kind of upgrade their abandoned cart sequences. So where do we want to start? Yeah, let's talk about the number one thing that 
that people aren't doing with their abandoned carts or not doing enough of. Okay. Which, uh, in my opinion, is following up. Yeah. So, like, if you go and set up the default email on Shopify, they'll give you one email that you send out within 24 hours. That's it. Only one. And that's the thing. That's why we always recommend using an extended email marketing platform. Because oftentimes, people are like, Oh, I already got the abandoned cart through Shopify. And I'm like, Cool. You're literally leaving 50% on the table. The stats that I have in Recapture shows that it's even more than that. Oh, gosh. So... Yeah, you do 100% more recovery if you send three emails versus sending one. Yep. So I guess depending on how you're looking at that that stat, it could be you're only getting 50% of the total recovery or 100% more. But it, I mean, it, it depends very much on you know how aggressively you're following up. It depends on your audience, right? It depends on the products that you're selling. If you're selling something that is a higher item, a riskier item in the uh, customer's mind, you probably need to follow up even more to get them over the edge. You've got to answer their objections. You've got to have FAQs out there. You got to let them know about your support and maybe you offer them a discount somewhere down the line. But you know, all of those things happen through follow-up. It's not just magic, but like there's this weird fear that people have, like I'm sending email to my customers. I'm just bugging them. (laughs) I I don't, I really don't know where this comes from because it's not true. Right? Yeah. If they don't want to be on the list, they're not going to be on the list. You know what I mean? And it, the, the, Great thing about people unsubscribing is it it like raises your engagements, it raises your uh, uh, open rates. Like it, you want those people to get off your list. Yeah, I, I, I'm super weird. I'm actually excited when I see an unsubscribe because I'm like, okay, great, that was somebody who my stuff didn't fit. Now everybody that's left are people that do fit, or at least ones that I hope fit. And, you know, you can talk to them. You can have conversations with them. And like you said, if people don't like what you're saying, they'll leave. If they're not interested in what you're selling, they'll leave. And that's okay. But, you know, I think there's some weird fear out there that says, I have to build this very large list, but I can't send anything to them very often. It's like, "Mm, that's not the point of the list. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had to beg and plead with a client once and we're like you're going to use this this is going to work like start using automations because they thought it was going to damage the brand and then now you know 30% of their revenues through emails and they're like yeah this was I don't know what we were thinking right and that's not an uncommon fear unfortunately I see this with a huge number of recapture customers they'll come in they'll set things up and they came off of Shopify so they'll just turn on the one email on our platform and we you know have three campaigns that set up by default you can add as many as you want but having just the one is insane. Like, and for anything, it doesn't matter whether it's just abandoned carts, winbacks, review reminders, anything, you know, you, unless you're sending out a broadcast, then you don't need that 10 times. Right. But, (laughs) but if you're doing these various revenue generating sequences, you have to follow up and follow up is where the revenue is. I mean, even on broadcast, uh, we always recommend, uh, resending the broadcast to people that haven't opened with a different subject line. Right. That's a common trick, uh, but you only resend it once, right? You don't send it 10 times. No, we send it 100 times. (laughs) Oh, well, I want to see what the engagement rates look on that. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah. Want to get each new episode of Honest E-Commerce sent straight to your phone? 
Join our VIP texting list for updates on new episodes and exclusive deals from our partners. Text Honest VIP, that's H O N E S T VIP, to 72599 to join. By the way, we're powering our text messages with PostScript, the number one text message marketing app for Shopify stores. Check out the show notes for a link to install PostScript for free today. Um, I do have a really specific question. So with the cadence of sending three abandoned cart emails, uh, what kind of timelines are we looking at? Is there like any recommendations that you can have? Or is there anything that it usually skews towards? Well... We usually recommend that you have uh, a three sequence follow up, and uh, so I like to use the mnemonic of one one one. So you send it one hour after they abandon, one day, and one week, and that works great as a starting point. But you have to really understand your audience, and you have to customize it for the various kinds of products. So what what do I mean by that? So uh, we had a, a fish supplies brand that one of the things that was most commonly abandoned was this antibiotic. And so when people came for this antibiotic, if we did the one hour, one day, and one week, they probably got a fish that's sick at home and waiting a week to get their discount is crazy. Like, you know, they're putting their own tank at jeopardy. So there's a certain urgency to that. So they set it up so they did like 30 minutes, two hours, eight hours, and then one day as a follow-up on that for that particular product. And it just crushed. I mean, they they probably brought back 33% of those carts doing that for those set of products there. So that was very specific to that kind of product. And I think with certain other kinds of products like high value products, luxury, uh, anything that might be considered a riskier item to sell, you might want a longer sequence and more emails just to, you know, constantly come back to the customer and try to overcome objections. So, you know, I think there's a starting point, but there's a refinement that is based on what you're, what you know about your audience and what it is you're trying to sell. Absolutely. I love that you're using the word risk because your job as a marketer and as just a e-commerce brand owner, like your job is risk mitigation. You're selling them a product and like they're going to have questions and those are risks in their mind and your job is just to educate them. And there's a million ways you can do it. Uh, but like the easiest one is just in plain writing, explain those you know, objections and overcome them in the emails. So like if you like you said, like a luxury product, you should probably talk about, you know, guarantees and the values and like, you know, what makes this product worth it. Right. Or have like social proof in there of other people that bought this and how much they really loved it, you know? Yeah, that goes so far. I I yeah, anytime you can use social proof in an abandoned cart email about a specific product, you're probably gonna see an uptick. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Uh so abandoned carts more than one on the one 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 thing, I'm going to start saying that in the future. So thank you for that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to come up with something when I was creating some default email content from my own site about how was I going to educate somebody who didn't really understand abandoned carts or was new to it, what was a good way to remember it. And so that's what I ended up coming up with. Yeah. I don't know if it's totally unique, but that's what we use. That's uh, fine. The stuff that comes out of my mouth when I'm in like marketing mode is just an amalgamation of everything that I've read. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, back to email. Let's talk about other types of emails and sequences that you should be setting up for your store and kind of how to go about thinking about it. Uh, you mentioned a few before, and I don't know if you want to talk about any of them, like but like win back campaigns uh, or uh, anniversaries. Uh, you know, all these plays that increase lifetime value. What are some of those strategies? I guess that people should be using. Sure. So yeah, I mean, the one thing I think that you want to think about when you're setting up email campaigns in general is how can I provide more value to the customer or how can I help them get over the concerns and risks that they have about either buying from me for the first time or coming back a second or third or however many times or um, how can I just keep my brand in their mind, but in a way that isn't really obnoxious? Because, you know, when I said that there's this fear of sending too much email, there is, you can actually go the other direction. So you, you can definitely send too much and try to be in their face too often. So there's a balance that you kind of have to strike on that. Um, so what kinds of emails do I see that work? Well, in my experience, obviously abandoned carts, since that's what our service revolves around, it was the very first one we had. But other ones like review reminders. So after somebody has gone and made the purchase, sending an email following up, you know, a week, three weeks, six weeks, something like that, just asking them, you know, hey, name, how was product? How was your experience with product? And that way you can get a real honest review back from them. And having honest reviews in your store is actually huge. You don't want just like 38 five-star reviews. If you had 36 five-star reviews and one one-star review and one three-star review, that actually has way more authenticity to it than having 38 five-star reviews because then people think that you were just attacked by a bunch of bots, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, having social proof, like you said, makes a huge difference. So somebody's browsing your product for the first time, they see that this product has been highly rated by 524 other people, they're much more likely to buy it than if nobody's ever rated it before. So having ratings on your store and a means to collect those ratings is huge. It reinforces your sales cycle. It's a virtuous cycle. Oh, yeah. And then getting that review back from that customer, you now just have language from your customer that you can turn around and use in marketing all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, it's one of those things. If you ask for one review or ask for a review just one time, you're not very likely to get it in my experience. You got to remind them again and again and again. And you know, you'll probably find that a huge percentage of people just don't come back and respond to the reviews. That's okay. If you can get 3%, 5%, even 1% coming back, that's still better than 0%. And so you're going to get that social proof. But the only way you get it is through following up. I think that's a pattern of this episode is just send more messages. <laughs> <laughs> send more messages. Yes. Um, another email that we find is really, really valuable to stores is the win back. So this is basically just a reminder to somebody after they've purchased from you to come back and buy again. And why do you want to bother with winbacks? Well, you've probably heard something out there along the way where customers that have already purchased from you are like five times more likely 
to buy from you again than those who have never purchased from you in the first place. And I've seen lots of different statistics, but I think that one kind of captures the the essence of it in an easy to remember way. They're five times more likely to buy again. So how do you get them to buy again? Well, you use winback emails to say, Hey, we haven't seen you in a while. We have some new offerings right now. And then, you know, maybe have an updated catalog link or you point to a section of your newest releases uh, and then, you know, follow up a few times, maybe 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and then offer them discounts at some kind of interval there to get them to come back and spend in your store again. Those are very high value emails. And with existing customers, they have really high conversion rates compared to your own abandoned carts. Yeah, those are those are great tactics there. Uh, another one that we like to do on our end is we like to do happy birthday emails. It's a little more tricky to get that information, but it pays great because everyone's going to open up an email from a brand that says happy birthday on their birthday. Yeah. Yeah. The anniversary emails, um, it could be, you know, very specific anniversaries or just holiday themed. Um, if somebody bought from you on a particular holiday, but the birthday ones are great for certain brands, right? Um, it kind of depends on what you're selling, but the happy birthday. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> if you're if you're selling coffins, I think a happy birthday email is probably not going to work so well. <laughs> yeah, or you know, sending uh, a happy birthday email about a sick fish. Going back to that one, I don't know if that one would work so well. That's probably not going to work either. No, but yeah, if you can get that that birthday birth date information, if they're willing to part with that information, then you can definitely leverage that. That's a, that's a good idea as well. Awesome. Um, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you think is is going to be relevant to our audience? Well, we've talked about this, but I'll say it for like the 17th time. Like you, you've got to follow up with your customers. And if you're not following up with your customers and you have this fear that you're sending too much emails, you know, if they're not telling you you're bugging them too much, then you're probably not bugging them too much. In fact, there's a great uh, metric that I like to, to have. And that is if you're actually not seeing unsubscribes from your list that are below 1%, you're probably not sending enough email. And that sounds like I'm being an aggressive marketer, but the truth probably is that you can be even more aggressive than that and you'll see a higher unsubscribe rate. And that is probably the level of annoyance. But if you look at other brands, those that are being successful, the ones that follow up are the ones that really are making bank. That's amazing. So another one to go with to get the 111 on the abandoned carts. And then if you're not hitting that 1% unsubscribe, you're not emailing enough. That is gold. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Now, you also have a podcast. Let's, uh, let's give you a plug for that. Let the people know where they can hear you. <laughs> sure. Uh, I am the co-host of Rogue Startups Podcast with Craig Hewitt. And you can check that out uh, if you'd like to hear about startups and SaaS. We also talk about e-commerce and WordPress plugins and other topics for small business founders. And you can reach us at roguestartups.com. We're also in iTunes and Spotify and Overcast. Awesome. And then if anyone is interested in learning more about Recapture, you can just go to recapture.io and check that out. And uh, they actually have an awesome discount code for our listeners. So just recapture.io slash honest hyphen e-commerce hyphen special. Uh, and you can check out the app and see if it's going to help your store send more messages. Great. 
And if anybody has any questions, don't uh, hesitate to email me, david at recapture.io. And uh, thanks for having me on today, Chase. Absolutely, Dave. Thank you so much. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.